This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Elon Musk podcast, where we discuss technology, entrepreneurship, space travel, and everything in between. Today, we're covering a sensitive and very personal topic. The lawsuit that musician Claire Boucher, better known by her stage name Grimes, has filed against Elon Musk concerning the parental rights of their three children. A petition to establish parental relationship was filed by Grimes, which essentially seeks a court order to legally identify the parents of a child. This is often a prerequisite when the parents are not married. And while the specifics of this filing are not public, this kind of petition usually accompanies requests for child support or custody rights. Now, let's first talk about what this petition to establish parental relationship means in the legal sense. According to family attorney Deborah Dubroff, this kind of petition is usually filed alongside demands for child support or custody rights. However, at the moment, there are no accompanying filings for child support or custody rights in this specific case. So why was it filed? It's not exactly clear at the moment. Dubroff noted that the primary motivation for such petitions is typically to get custody orders or child support, which helps to legally establish the parentage of the child or children involved. It's important to note that Musk and Grimes never married, but have had three children during the relationship. X, Exadark, and Tau Techno, Mechanicus. Since they were never legal bound as a married couple, this petition becomes crucial for Grimes to establish her legal standing as a mother, particularly if there are disputes over custody or visitation in the future. Now, Musk and Grimes embarked on the relationship in 2018 and subsequently had three children. Their relationship has always been subject to intense scrutiny, thanks in part to Musk's high-profile ventures and Grimes' own standing in the music industry. Though they parted ways around September of 2021, they initially appeared to maintain a semblance of co-parenting. However, a recent public message by Grimes on the social media platform X, which Musk owns, indicates a shift into legal proceedings over the parental rights to their children. Now, Grimes used the platform to publicly demand access to her children, which is remarkable given that Musk controls the very platform she utilized for her message. It raises the question of whether she sought to leverage the public nature of the platform to apply pressure for a resolution or whether it was an act of desperation. And in any case, her use of X served to catapult this private family matter into the public domain, signaling that a resolution could not be reached privately. The first child from the couple, XAEA12, made headlines not just for being the progeny of two high-profile individuals, but also for his uniquely styled name. 
A sense of public intrigue and media spotlight has followed the couple's family ever since. And over the years, the family expanded with two more children. But it appears that keeping family matters private has proven challenging. And the relationship has now entered a crucial stage that involves legal action. While they've kept their family matters largely away from the public eye, the recent plea from Grimes changes the dynamic substantially. Now that Grimes has filed a legal petition, their family issues can no longer be considered private affairs. The move to formalize the parental relationship through the court system could be a sign that the two parties have reached an impasse in their private negotiations over how to co-parent their children, and it marks a new chapter in their complicated relationship. Now, switching gears for a moment, let's consider another significant factor at play. Musk's ownership of social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter, Musk acquired it for $44 billion and has since made several controversial changes to the platform. He renamed it and has promised to transform it into an everything app that encompasses multiple functionalities. Grimes used the platform to publicly demand access to her children. Now, this adds another layer of complexity to the case. Would this have played out differently if Musk hadn't been in control of the platform she used to make her public plea? Now, it's hard to say, but it certainly raises questions about the intertwining of personal and professional domains in the digital age. And Elon Musk has a complicated familiar history. He has been divorced three times and is the father to a whopping 11 children, including five from a previous marriage. The kids from his previous marriage are twins Griffin and Vivian and triplets Damien, Saxon, and Kai. Musk has always been a polarizing figure, but family matters like these add a layer of complexity to the public persona that many people don't often consider. The relationships that led to these 11 children have each been unique. From his relationship with Canadian author Justine Wilson to his current involvement with Neuralink director Siobhan Zillis, Musk's personal life has been as intricate as his professional one. And the legal case with Grimes is the latest chapter in Musk's complicated relationship history and one that can have significant ramifications for both parties involved, especially the children. Now, the pressing question now is, what happens next? Legal proceedings like these can take time and can be emotionally taxing for all parties involved. Musk has not yet responded to Grimes' petition, according to reports, and it's a sensitive topic that combines legal complexity with the emotional intricacies of family dynamics. Grimes' attorney, Samantha Blade Jean, has not yet provided a comment, and it remains to be seen how Musk will respond. And regardless of the outcome, the legal action is an example of the complexities that can arise in relationships that are in the public eye further complicated by the blurred lines between personal and professional platforms like social media. Now we're focusing on Elon Musk's recent venture into live streaming via X, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter. Recently, Elon Musk spent an evening playing Diablo 4, giving the public a glimpse into how he unwinds after his work hours. Now, more importantly, the experience doubled as a trial for X's new live streaming feature which could potentially extend the platform's reach into the lucrative world of online gaming. And Elon Musk has never been secretive about his love for video games. In a recent event, he took this affinity to a new level by showcasing his gaming setup while testing X's new live streaming feature. In a setup snapshot shared a day before the live stream, Musk presented a Logitech mouse and a massive curved monitor as part of his gaming arsenal. The atmosphere was set by a large candle that lit the room and Elon perched in a Razer gaming chair, setting the mood for a deep dive into Diablo 4. Now, what this reveals is more than just Musk's passion for gaming. 
This is a man who also spends non-working hours with his friends or children. And according to Walter Isaacson's biography, he has even played Elden Ring until 5.30 a.m. It's a holistic view of Musk, the entrepreneur who also knows how to unwind. Now, as with any new technology, there are kinks to work out. This first 10 minutes of the live stream were not entirely smooth. Musk kept checking with Shivan Zillis, a Neuralink executive and the mother of two of his children, to confirm if the feed was live. It's currently way too hard to do this. It took like hours to set this up. So we need to make it just effortless, Musk commented. What's notable here is Elon Musk's emphasis on user experience. He's clearly aware that for live streaming to be viable on X, it has to be as simple as possible for the users. So while this may have been a test, it was also an exploratory mission into how to simplify and perfect the experience for a broader audience. Now, during the stream, Musk clarified a unique feature of X's live streaming capabilities. Only a user subscribers can comment during the live stream. Compared to platforms like Twitch, where streamers have the option to allow comments from everyone or just subscribers, X is going to be more focused on interaction. Now, Elon Musk seemed to endorse this feature, stating it allows for a more direct conversation among subscribers. It offers a controlled environment where discussions can happen without the often overwhelming and distracting noise found in more open commenting system. This could be appealing for influencers or business leaders who prefer a more curated interaction with their audience. And the business implications for X are becoming increasingly interesting, especially with notable investors like Bill Ackman throwing their hats into the ring. Ackman recently revealed that he's already a supporter of X through a $10 million investment via his firm's foundation. He further expressed interest in possibly taking X Corp public though there hasn't been direct communication with Musk on this matter as of yet. Ackman's interest underscores the transformation that X is undergoing. His investment firm, Pershing Square, received regulatory approval for a new class of special purpose acquisition companies known as SPARC or Spark. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. And with this investment, Ackman uh, could commit as much as $2 billion to a transaction involving X. This shows not only his faith in the platform's potential, but also indicates that big financial moves could be on the horizon for Elon Musk's social media platform. Now, it's noteworthy that Ackman perceives X as a very difficult to disrupt asset. He has seen firsthand the improvements Musk has made to the platform and believes that it could diversify into various lines of business. With live streaming now added to X's feature set, the platform seems to be expanding beyond its original scope, becoming a more versatile player in the digital space. And while Ackman's plans are still in the hypothetical stage, his words carry significant weight in the investment community. Should a deal between Musk and Ackman materialize, it would signify a strong vote of confidence in the evolving vision for X. It could provide the much-needed financial backing to tackle the platform's existing challenges, including a considerable debt load, thereby setting the stage for X's new growth chapter. Now, even as X explores these new streaming frontiers, 
it faces substantial challenges. Among these are crushing debt load and fierce competition from platforms like Meta, who already have live streaming on most of their platforms. Advertising dollars have not yet returned to pre-acquisition levels. And despite new CEO Linda Yaccarino's reputation, the financial metrics are struggling. However, let's not forget that Elon Musk specializes in solving hard problems. SpaceX, Tesla, he's always up for a challenge. And with Ackman possibly providing a financial boost in Musk's ingenuity, Musk might just find a way to redefine social media and earn a profit. Now that wraps up another episode of the Elon Musk podcast. We've covered a lot today. Elon Musk's foray into live streaming and gaming and the future of business prospects for X. And we bring you these episodes every single day. So if you want to know what's going on in any of Elon Musk's companies, we do it in under 10 minutes. So if you enjoy the show, don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button on your preferred podcast platform. It's free, only takes a second. Next, we'll be talking about Elon Musk's recent visit to the U.S.-Mexico border, where he met with local politicians and law enforcement to get an unfiltered view of the ongoing immigration crisis. Now, Elon's visit comes at a time where there has been a sharp increase in the number of migrants crossing into the United States, particularly through Texas and California. And in today's episodes, we'll discuss Elon's stance on U.S. immigration reform, the political implications of his visit, and his confrontation with German authorities on their handling of Mediterranean migration. And finally, the technical hiccups that interrupted his live streaming attempt on X, the social media platform he owns. Now, Elon Musk, known for his ventures like SpaceX, Tesla, and social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter, took a trip to the Texas-Mexico border recently to gain firsthand experience of the situation down there. It shows Eagle Pass as his destination, a location where many migrants have been crossing the Rio Grande River. Now, dressed in his casual ensemble of a black t-shirt, cowboy hat, and aviator glasses, Musk was clearly there to make a statement. His commentary on the situation was disseminated through a video selfie posted on X. He suggested a two-pronged approach for overhauling the U.S. immigration system, advocating for expedited legal approval and a larger legal immigration system. Musk also emphasized that while the system should welcome hardworking and honest migrants, it should simultaneously prevent illegal entry. He said, I'm an immigrant to the United States. I am extremely pro-immigrant, but we need a system that works, not one that is on the verge of collapse. Now, Elon is no stranger to American politics. Having previously hosted the presidential campaign launch for Florida Governor Rob DeSantis on X, his social media platform, formerly known as Twitter, Musk has been actively involved in various political dialogues. And during his border visit, he was accompanied by U.S. Representative Tony Gonzalez, a Republican whose district stretches across a very significant portion of the Texas-Mexico border. Gonzalez welcomed Musk's presence, stating that people along the border really feel abandoned. And the collaboration raises questions about whether Musk is intending to influence policy or simply highlight an issue that he believes is not receiving enough attention. Now, the visit has both domestic and international implications, especially given Musk's interaction with global leaders like Ukrainian officials and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Elon Musk's interactions concerning immigration issues aren't confined to U.S. soil. They extend to international waters as well. And recently, he criticized German humanitarian efforts in the Mediterranean, specifically their operation of migrant rescue ships, 
and Musk brought this matter to public attention by sharing a video that showed migrants and aid workers on a boat, posing the question as to whether the German public was aware of these activities. And the video had originally been posted by a right-wing account praising the far-right alternative for German party, uh, which has been quite stringent on migration issues. And in response, the German Federal Foreign Office asserted that what the humanitarian groups were doing was simply saving lives. This led to a direct exchange between Musk and the Foreign Office, sparking an international conversation on the subject. Musk questioned the legality and ethicality of the operations, casting doubt on whether they had the support of the German populace. He also made a contentious statement regarding these operations having invasion vibes, especially as they might infringe upon Italy's sovereignty. Now, this interaction reveals a few key facets of Musk's stance on immigration. First, it showcases that his concerns are global in nature and not merely focused on the United States. Second, he's willing to confront governmental entities directly, a tactic that can make discussions about these issues more public and potentially contentious. And the exchange with the German authorities, therefore, served not only to highlight a particular issue, but also to shed light on Musk's broader approach to engaging in international policy dialogue. So the confrontation with the German Federal Foreign Office reflects Musk's willingness to tackle these complex and controversial issues head on and using his platform and public persona to generate discussion and possibly influence public opinion. It also adds another layer to understanding his involvement in migration issues, showing that he's attuned to the complexities and intricacies that accompany this global dilemma. Now, Musk aimed to engage in civil journalism by live streaming his border visit on X, formerly known as Twitter. However, the endeavor ran into some technical issues with the stream freezing after about four minutes. The hiccup exposed the limitations of X live streaming capabilities, especially given that the stream had garnered about 5 million viewers over those four minutes. Musk's frustration with the situation was evident as he sent an email to everyone at X demanding a fix. Although a second 13-minute live stream later ran more smoothly, the initial glitches left many wondering about X's readiness for such high-profile live streaming events. And with the upcoming SpaceX Starship IFT2 event that will only be streamed on X, and all SpaceX launches are only streamed on X now, no longer on YouTube, we might be seeing some glitchy streams in the future. Now, in the broader scheme, though, Elon Musk's foray into the U.S. immigration debate is not just a one-off event, but part of a larger pattern where the entrepreneur is increasingly leveraging his platforms and his influence to participate in social and political discussions. Whether this will lead to tangible changes in policy or public opinion remains to be seen, but it certainly cements Musk's role as a high-profile commenter on issues beyond technology and entrepreneurship. Musk's interest in immigration issues, both domestic and international, it have various repercussions given his global reach and his influence. Now, how this will impact his businesses like Tesla and SpaceX, both of which have significant operations in Texas, where his social media platform X is still an open question. Now, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Elon Musk podcast today. We hope you found this episode insightful and delightful. Now, don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button on the podcast platform you're listening on right now. It's free and just takes a moment. So please, Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you in the next one. In this section, we'll be examining the social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter, its embattled CEO, Linda Yaccarino, and how this all ties back to Elon Musk. 
This story is making headlines, and not always for the best reasons. The media has often portrayed X as a sinking ship, especially after some intense public interviews and Elon Musk's own contentious posts. But is this narrative fair or even accurate? You might have seen Linda Yaccarino's interviews at Code Conference and the first conference where she defended her performance of the platform amidst a slew of critical questions and skepticisms. These public appearances have triggered debates about her credibility, her relationship with Elon Musk, and the future of the platform she's in charge of. So let's unpack the situation. We'll look into what Yaccarino revealed about X's user engagement and revenue metrics, as well as the aftermath of her public interviews. Along the way, we'll tackle some key questions. Is X really a fading platform? How are corporate communications and public relations playing a role in shaping the perception of X? And finally, can X, under Yaccarino's leadership and Elon Musk's ownership, navigate through these turbulent waters? Linda Yaccarino recently dropped some numbers during her interviews that seemed to contradict the dying platform narrative. She mentioned that people are spending 14% more time on X. Video consumption has risen by 20%. Quite interestingly, Gen Z is the largest and fastest growing segment on the platform with nearly 200 million people logging in per month. Now, what's more, Yaccarino highlighted that the platform clocks around 100 billion impressions every day and sees about 500 million posts. User signups have seen a 4% year-over-year increase. So while X may not be a TikTok or an Instagram, it's not exactly gasping for air either. And this leaves us pondering, are the reports of X's demise exaggerated? Are the media and critics missing the forest for the trees? Now, Kathleen Schmidt, a veteran PR expert, criticized Yaccarino for appearing uninformed and unprepared during her public interviews, particularly about Elon Musk's plan for X. And the lack of coordination with communications and the strategy became evident with Yaccarino seemed unsure of Elon's ideas about transitioning the platform to a subscription-based model. Jeffrey Knopf, a CEO of Spartan Media, and Kelsey Kintner of Red Banyan Crisis PR also weighed in. They mentioned the importance of being in sync with the company's overreaching communication strategy, especially when working under a disruptive figure like Elon Musk. Now, according to them, Yaccarino's performance indicated that the messaging between Elon and herself needs to be aligned. However, it's worth mentioning that Yaccarino is relatively new to the role, with just 12 weeks under her belt. The post-interview backlash aimed at Linda Yaccarino underscores a critical issue. There's clearly a gap in communication between both X and Elon Musk, and when it comes to the public perception, she may be on a different page. And critics latched onto Yaccarino's stumbles during the interview as evidence of her inability to run the company. However, it's worth considering the role of a clear and cohesive internal communication strategy or the lack thereof in shaping her responses. An unaligned communication plan may have been the reason she was left floundering during the interview, with no concrete answers to provide. While Linda Yaccarino seemed less than prepared, it's worth noting that being a CEO under Elon Musk's ownership is no simple task. He's known for thinking outside the box and pushing the envelope and doing some crazy things sometimes. This creates a dynamic and sometimes volatile environment where aligning corporate messages and strategic decisions can be like hitting a moving target. And Yaccarino may have had limited insight into upcoming changes and strategies, which made her seem unresponsive and inadequate during the interview. 
Another layer to this discussion is Yaccarino's relatively short tenure at the helm. She's been in the CEO position for about 12 weeks now. And critics argue that sufficient time to have a grip on the company's operations and future direction, it's not that much. Now, however, it's also fair to say that three months isn't a long time to absorb the intricacies and multifaceted platform like X, especially one that's seeing its metrics fluctuate and its public image in constant flux. And the key takeaway here is that Linda Yaccarino's performance raised eyebrows. It might be symptomatic of larger issues within X rather than a personal failing on her part. If the communication channels were unclear or misaligned, it would have been difficult for her or anyone else in her position to present a unified front. And this suggests that as much as leadership qualities are essential, the systems in place for clear and consistent communication with the company are equally critical for its success and its public perception. Now, what is next for X? Despite these setbacks, it's important to remember that turning around a platform like X is not an overnight job. It's not going to happen within a week or so. With a polarized public perception and a turbulent media environment, the road ahead for X and Yaccarino is undeniably challenging. But this journey also offers unique opportunities for innovation and growth, especially considering the numbers Yaccarino presented. It's worth mentioning that Elon Musk is not one to focus on short-term bumps. If Yaccarino can get her communication strategy in sync with Elon's, and if the platform continues to grow as her metrics suggest, then perhaps the critics will have to reevaluate their stances. Maybe, just maybe, X will prove to be more resilient than some people think. Now, thank you so much for tuning in to the Elon Musk podcast today. If you found this episode insightful, don't forget to hit the subscribe or the follow button on your preferred podcast platform. It's free, takes just a moment, and it helps us out tremendously. So thank you for doing that. And until next time, please take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll see you in the next one.